there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. Welcome to episode 29. Today we are chatting, okay, we are re-chatting about chicks. Why on earth would we re-chat about chicks? Oh my gosh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's chick season. <laughs> Next to Christmas. It is literally my most favorite time. It's when things start to get really busy for a lot of us. Oh my gosh, Welcomes yeah. into our busy season. Um, but this is really the time where you're going to start seeing chicks popping up at local feed stores, at big box stores. Uh, so this is the time. And I think with the pandemic last year, everybody now kind of has like, oh, now this is the year we're going to finally do it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to read chat about it. We're going to give you the whole deal about this and give you a little bit more in-depth information since I know for a fact there's a lot of new people that are yeah. starting this year. Um, later on, we'll be chatting about if this is like, you know, your second season or even your third or stuff like that. Some things that you could run into and yeah. like quick, easy fixes. Um, and then we'll also be chatting about hatching. That's your game. It is. It is. But it could be anybody's game. It really is. <laughs> My girls would love to hatch. I just, yeah. I'm. We literally have thousands of chicks here. I know. It's so, <laughs> it's, it's different for... There's a place and time for yeah, it, for sure. sure. So that's just kind of the outline of the of the month. So let's do this. Join along. Um, okay, first off, tell me, uh, I kind of have an idea of your first story, of your first inter- entering life with chicks because you got them from me. I did. But tell us about your first experience with chicks. I don't even really remember... <laughs> how we got started doing chicks but I do remember I told Jake saying something like hey what do you think about doing chicks and he was like yeah we could think about that I'm like okay cool because chick days is tomorrow I'm gonna go (laughs) and so we went yeah and then that's how it happened and I mean as you guys have heard before chick math chicken math is a huge thing so uh, we did. We came We came here to our local feed store, which is in Princeville here, which you run, Lindsay. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we ended up getting four. Do you remember what breeds they were? It, yes. Um, it was a Cinnamon Queen. Uh-huh. A Silver Laced Wine Knot. Black Silver Laced? Yeah, Black uh-huh. Silver Laced. Um, an Easter Egger. Yes. And a Well Summer. Wow. That's a good uh, I don't know. Not a Well Summer. It was a Buff Orpington. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. So then, okay, so your chick days are always on Saturdays. Uh-huh. So it took Jake Saturday, Sunday to convince me that these were all going to die and that I should get more. <laughs> so I came back on Monday yes. <laughs> and got another Cinnamon Queen, a Well Summer, another Easter Egger, yeah. and a Bard Rock. All right. So I got a little bit of everything. A good variety. Yeah. That's it's cool. awesome. Mm, how I'm did you do? How, I mean, what well, did you Well, they make? all lived. There you go. And I still have a few. By, mm, I was going to say by choice, but that's not the case. <laughs> uh, but we'll get into that later. Um, no, everybody, I still have one. My girl, Whitey, which is a white chicken, but which is the Easter Egger. That's funny. She's the greatest. You know, but here's a fun thing about this, too. Um even though we got them from you as pullets, one of them was a rooster. 
Not surprising. It's not. Yeah. I was so surprised well, then. Which one was it? An Easter egg. Oh, and those so, are like the hardest ones. For yeah. Sure. Oh, but I mean, the fir- I was like, when I heard it crow, you know, for uh-huh. the first time, they sound very scratchy with their throats. Yeah. And Pretty. I was like, what do you mean I got all girls? You know, the <laughs> devastation. But then yeah. it was, he was the coolest rooster. You know what I mean? They're like, so They're docile. so cool. Yeah. They're um, awesome. You know, so I mean, I don't really mind, but I think, I think that's a really big thing that people should know going in is that there's a lot of places that sell pullets and I think that's great, but there's a professional chicken sexer. Yeah. (laughs) And they're only about like 85 to 90% accurate. Right. Like if you're going to get 10 chicks. Yeah. (laughs) There's a very large likelihood that one of them might be missexed. Yeah. So just be prepared. Yeah. That there could. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. We're, so generally whenever we do chick days at our place, we get all pullets. Yeah. Um, and, but then we, our ducks, we generally try to stick to straight run. And of course, turkeys and meat birds, we don't sex, but we're like, people ask if we can sex our turkeys, but cause they want the big toms cause oh, they just think they're sure. pretty. Yeah. But yeah. No, we don't, we can't get those done either, but yeah, they're, we generally try to get mostly pullets, but I can almost guarantee if someone tells me they have a rooster, I was like, is it Americana and, or an Easter egg? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. They're, they're the just, hardest. Yeah. And bantams, you all which are just a smaller version of chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are almost always straight run just because they're so much sure. littler. You can't really tell. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a special way, like if you wanted to go on the YouTubes and like, you know, figure it out, you can, but you can hurt them if you don't know what you're doing. So right. we just never have. Yeah. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, so that was my very first experience with chickens. Yeah. Um, tell me yours. Nathan and I lived out near you. I'm pretty sure you didn't live there oh, yet. Yeah. But we lived out in uh, a small town called Lawn Ridge, which is not, it's still Princeville, but it's not Princeville. And, um, we had an old, this is kind of, it's going to sound weird. We have an old migrant shack. So yeah. we have a migrant program around here for all of our cannery or pumpkin canneries. And basically hundreds of years ago, they sold off all of these little huts, migrant huts. Yeah. Okay. Sounds, I'm trying to be all politically correct here, but so, cause they made their living <laughs> conditions thousands of times better now. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had this migrant shed that we... Uh, this shed. Let's just call it the shed. We'll call it the shed. <laughs> we had a dual purpose shed. <laughs> Yikes. And, uh, and, um, that is where I had my chickens. He basically came home and surprised me with them. I had no idea he was getting yes. them for me. He did get them from a box store. We had not owned the feed store yet. Sure. Mind you, this was like a while back and he got me, um, uh, I think all cinnamon queens. They're fantastic liars. And I think that uh, that makes me almost positive that we got me all cinnamon queens because he's very, like, logical. <laughs> so, yeah. And we we had them out there. They were great. I had six. Um, and it was shortly after that that I found out I was pregnant. And um, <sighs> chicken smells were what sent me over the oh. edge. And then he left on a mission trip to Brazil, and I had to take care of the chickens. So he, again, came home and surprised me with a nose plug that you would wear to go swimming. Oh. <laughs> so so for, kind of you. So for 10 days, 
I had to do dog and chicken chores with a nose oh, plug. Oh, no. Which it was, I'm sure it was very entertaining to watch. <laughs> it was, that was the first time that I ever had chickens. And then um, because of those chickens, Nathan uh, bought chicken feed here in town and built the relationship with the former owner of the store, who would then, in turn, fun ask us to buy the store. <sighs> That's really cool. Yeah, so our chickens are kind of a big deal. And then... We we would just go in spurts of having chickens and not having chickens. Um, and I'm in a spurt of not having chickens in my life. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. I miss my chickens. I know that sounds so weird. No. I really got connected to them during COVID because I was out with them every day because we were outside all the time. Absolutely. And so then I had to get rid of them and I'm ready. I almost was like, Nathan, can I build a coop at your parents' house? Because I can't have a coop here in town. She's like, can I build a coop at your parents' house? I'll go out there every day, I promise. <laughs> My father in law's probably like, no, but I I really I really like them. They're so I mean, chickens, I, I didn't really understand like, you know, it's strictly for eggs and stuff, but I tell you what, like every single one of them has their own little, like, stupid little personality. Oh, and yeah. like it's so cute. I love, okay, so I know that we just talked about roosters and how that could be bad, but, like, if you have a rooster, oh, he, like, clucks a certain way and looks at the ground and, like, tells the ladies, like, this is where the good stuff is. And they yeah. all come running. It's the cutest thing. I know. I mean, I would sit, I think the first year I sat out um, on, like, the porch, like, and with a with a chair. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably even a beer too, and like, <laughs> yeah, would watch the chickens right at sunset, and they just like kind of go right back up in the coop, like they know everything, mm-hmm. and we were just watching, and it's just fun. It is. It's so cool. I we would go out. We had two chickens that we acquired last year from a friend, and they would come and snack with us. Yeah, because the girls were like, "Here, have a cracker," and then it was like, "Mom, she stole my fruit." <laughs> like well yeah. you feed it all the time this is what you get yeah <laughs> but yeah they were toby and uh, uh i don't remember the other one toby was the one that stuck around the longest the other one kind of didn't do so hot i don't remember why but uh yeah toby would come and eat breakfast with us every morning and she would steal <laughs> tessa's toast all the time yes <laughs> so it was good they're sweet i uh they're you know i think the biggest so I only wanted to start with four because sure. I was, I have only grown up with a house cat. Yeah. And with Jake, we got a dog and that was a big change going from, you know, the responsibilities of an indoor house cat to letting the dog outside, you know, feeding the dog all, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. So I was like, how am I going to take care of four chickens? And yeah. so I was really overwhelmed when we got the four more. So of eight all together. Yeah. They're so easy to take care of. They really are. <laughs> like, no stress, man. They are so chill. And I think because they do have that wildish instinct to them. Yeah. They're fine. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They really don't need you yep. that much. Mm-mm. Just to fill their feeder. Yeah. If you don't have an automatic one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah, once they get outside, pretty, yeah. pretty easy. Yep. Absolutely. If you were to have um, three things that you would tell to any beginner, what do you think they would be? Well, I kind of already said that you may or may not have a surprise rooster. That's important. So if you are in a place where you cannot have roosters, um, because some certain townships or whatever have laws and limitations, 
Yeah. Make sure you have an exit plan and like dumping a rooster on the side of the road only increases flo- foxes and coyote populations. Right. And is not super kind. No. So, um, yeah. So have a plan with your roosters. If you don't care and you want them, great. Awesome. Fantastic. If you have a local feed store, see if they know someone that would want a rooster. Yeah. Because I have people telling me all the time. Um, that they have a rooster that they don't want, and I can either put it out on Facebook or I talk to Leanna to see yeah. if she wants it, or yeah. we have ways of getting rid of roosters around here. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes your roosters are not always as nice as you would like them to be. Right. And we don't really tolerate mean mean things, but chicken is delicious on every menu. Every menu. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, welcome to farming. I know a lot of people are like, I could never, and that's fine, but there are people that can. Yep. So... And if you're going to have livestock, be prepared for dead stock. Yeah. Yeah. That was also a thing that I did not prepare for. (laughs) I'm still like, oh, great. Uh, But no, so roosters is probably my my first bullet point, I guess. Um, And then hmm, I would say probably like light. Okay. And heat. Sure. But not also at the same. Yes. Not necessarily the same thing. Please explain. Okay, so not only when you get your baby chicks day mm-hmm. one, um, from wherever source you are getting them from, they need heat. Yes. Um, they have come out of an incubator that is 100 degrees, so they need to have pretty much 99 degrees for the first week. And then after that first week, I think you can drop like five degrees every week. Yep. So your second week would be 90 degrees. Your third week would be 85, blah, blah, blah. And that basically is until they are fully feathered mm-hmm. or about eight to 12 weeks, depending on what you have. And then they can go outside. Right. Yep. So, but, so that's when they need the heat. They don't need the heat during the winter. And I don't care where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you're in Canada and it's cold or anywhere else. They don't need the heat because they have the feathers to trap the warm air to keep them warm and to kind of insulate them. What they do need is just a Mm draft-free, still well-ventilated, which we can talk about that later, um, and dry. Yeah. It's basically it. Dry. And out of the elements. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like a bucket would work. Right. I mean, they they can get frostbite on their combs and their... Waddles. Waddles. The yeah, but... We had that happen. That is probably no the extent of the damages. So here's the only time that I would say that you need heat in the winter is when you had all those southern states yes. that got hit with the winter. Right. And the only reason why, well, you know, why would they need heat then? Because their chickens and birds and livestock were not acclimated to that temperature. Here in the Midwest, here pretty much anywhere else, if you get a winter, those seasons change gradually. You know, Mm -hmm. fall gets colder and colder until it's winter. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. But it does not matter if your winter goes from like 20 degrees to negative 40. Like they have been prepping Yep. And staying warm with this. Absolutely. When you add the heat in the middle of the winter, it can send them into shock if you ever lost power during an ice storm, which, yeah. weird, that's never happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, they're dependent on that heat, and then that's the cold snap that gets them acclimated. So that was the problem with Texas and the other, Louisiana and other states like that, 
is that they are used to having 40, even 60 degree weather, and then boom, they got hit with the 20s and they had no time to acclimate. So in the event that you were like, there's a winter storm coming, I'm gonna put a generator and a heat lamp for my chickens since they're not acclimated, that would be a good idea. Because, but even still, they lost power for so long. Sure. But that you, was a tough call. You also have to remember that by creating a false environment, yeah. you are messing with their natural life cycle. Mm. So you could send them into a molt in the middle of winter. I didn't even really think about that, but you're totally right. You could send them into molt and then they would have less feathers when it's severely cold. Yeah, so a molt is, sorry, is the replacement of broken, dirty, dingy feathers. It's where they look naked, they shed all of them, they said goodbye, and then they start growing in new ones. And they can do half molts or full molts. It depends on how old the chicken is and where they are in their egg-laying journey of the year. Um, But that could be, I mean, if you are faking the elements, it could do some damage. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so the three things and the light too I mean and there's a lot of people that add light in their coops but not heat right exactly and I think that's fine if you want to we still don't we just let them get the break yeah and you know what we get like three eggs a day (laughs) right now with all of my chickens and this is like the time of year where we get to have eggs all the time because we always sell out yeah all the time yeah um by that she means like you would put a light bulb like just a normal not a heated yeah yeah you just put a light bulb in there on a time on a timer so it would go off at eight o'clock and turn off at you know six o'clock or seven o'clock yeah before the sun rises and after sun sets yeah so um that would be to help increase your laying sorry i didn't finish that no (laughs) yeah so when you're getting chicks, I think it's important to consider that chickens start laying eggs around. Because a lot of people are saying, chickens, I'll get eggs. Yeah. It's not the next day. No. Nope. You know. No. So it takes chickens about 20 to 25 weeks. Yeah. Some are significantly sooner, like 16, 16 uh-huh. for your very high production. And some are way later. Like 30. <laughs> I am still waiting on first layers that I got. Oh, Yeah. And just because that's just how it happened. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, and you also have to remember you got them right before winter and things. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they take a while to lay eggs. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So in adding a light can help artificially stimulate summer with all of the extra light, which they need about twelve to fourteen hours of sunlight each day to stimulate the reproductive glands to do the do egg the making. things. But, so that kind of brings me on to my next part. Yes. My next bullet point of what I would say. Roosters, heat slash light-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then always having chicks. Okay. Always. Yeah. And there's a method to my madness. It's not just chicken math, but it kind of is. <laughs> but First of all, is. chicks are always adorable. Yes. Um, but no, so when, so if you don't want to add heat, or, or I'm sorry, if you don't want to add light into your coops in the winter, mm-hmm. if you are constantly getting chickens, you're having like new layers coming in winter. Sure. Yeah. So like, let's say I get chickens this spring. 
So I, you know, wait most of the summer for them to lay. They start laying late summer. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of stop yeah. in the winter. They kind of will a little bit since it's their first year. Yeah. So then that second year, mm-hmm. they are going to go and lay hard yeah. the whole season. You get the whole season of that awesome laying. Yeah. Then they usually molt in the fall. Right. And then they usually kind of take the winter off. So if I would have gotten chicks my second year, yeah, along with my adults... My second year, new baby chicks would be laying throughout the winter where my bigger ones have molted and kind of stopped through the winter. Sure. Yeah. So if you're always having chicks, even if you have chicks in the fall, right. then you're waiting all through winter for them to grow into being big chickens, which you are going to wait anyways. Yeah. You are going to feed them through the winter anyways. Right. Yeah. Then they will start laying, boom, all throughout that season so always have (laughs) that is smart especially if you're a family like they're big egg consumers for sure i mean well and that's what we got them we you know how many eggs can you really eat a day and that's fine and then word gets out that you're the crazy chicken person and do you have eggs and do you have eggs and then you don't get any eggs then you don't that's what jake's like i can't believe i have to go and buy eggs at the grocery store (laughs) because i've sold out i'm like i'm so sorry like He's like, what do you mean I can't eat breakfast? <laughs> These eggs are going to somebody. Oh, that's I'm sorry. Funny. That's so, good. yeah. So, those are my top three things. Hmm. What are your top three? Um, I'd probably say, first and foremost, uh, pick good breeds. Yeah. Like, do the research. Do a little bit of research. Or even just talk to... Now, you got to be careful. Sometimes if you go to a big box store, they don't really know they much. They don't know. Some, I feel you get a good mix. Yeah. Some are like people like us who know the things. Yeah. And some people just work there. Right. So just if, if you have a chance to talk to someone that has chicks or knows, or if you just get online and do a little Google search. Um, if you're having chicks around kids, pick a certain breed. If you're having chicks for production. Stop. What are the chick? What are the breeds that you would pick for around kids? Easter Eggers. Yes. Buff Workingtons. Uh, yeah. And Bard Rocks. Yes. What are the three, what are the breeds you would not have? White Leghorns. Yeah. Rhode Island Reds. Yes. And um, any kind of a, like a pretty bird. Uh, like a Wyandotte or... Um, you think so? I think that the prettier an animal is, the more the animal knows it. <laughs> That is my theory, and I'm sticking to it. And I think that they react the way that they feel. Funny. And I don't know if anyone else would agree with me, but if I have pretty cats, oh, they're the meanest. You know what? I would add silkies to your list. Yeah? Not necessarily the girls. Girls are really nice because they're just like cats. That are yeah, chickens, sure. But those roosters are they? Are they're intense. So mean. <laughs> I have never despised a rooster more than I have so with cute. a silky. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, production but you're spot on. Yeah, production breeds. Uh, I would totally stick with like a um any kind of a sex link or a um a sex link. You mean like a cinnamon queen? Or like a black sex link or a red yeah. sex link. Or, yeah, or Cinnamon Queen. Red Stars are another one. Um, I'm trying to think of other. For production. Yeah. Which in turn is That's... tough because Rhode Island Reds and White Leghorns are great for production. They are. Um, I also like to have White Leghorns because they're the white egg layers. Yeah. So if I want a rainbow, 
of colors, of I need colors. at least one yeah. mean leghorn to give me a white le- white egg. I mean, yeah. I know that there are others, but that's just the common one that I have around here. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so I'd say just know your breeds. Know what you're bringing in. And these are, I mean, there are literally so many different types of breeds, too. Like, you named off the very most, like, top common ones. Right, yeah. And we kind of focus a little bit more on the not-so-common ones. Sure. Too. So, um... And you guys have pretty colors. You guys go for your egg colors a lot. We do. We go for our egg colors. We do a lot of the different kinds of Morans. We have the fancy Bantams. We do a lot of these... Um, but I mean, we come from families of small kids too, you know, sure. so, but we don't have any Rhode Island Reds or White Leghorns. <laughs> I think too, and people will say, oh, well, your chicken's as friendly as how much time you spend with them. Uh, it's no. kind of true, but kind I mean, of not. I mean, I if, think it's just, no. If you hold a Buff Warpington once, you're probably going to be able to hold that Buff Warpington for the rest yeah. of its life. I mean, they're just so big and fluffy. And, <laughs> and yeah just awesome and like i said i mean they all do have their own personalities sure too yeah. oh yeah which which breed do you think is the most talkative oh wow um, i would say buff orpingtons are chatty we had one buff orpington her name was sid because <laughs> she was sid this laugh she was so big and fat um uh and i she was like she always yelled at them like hey Lies, let me catch up. Like, she, yeah, I could see that. I yeah. don't, I didn't pay attention enough to know, but. And my little Millie Floor, like, they, yeah. they have something to prove. They're never mean. Sure. But they want to talk about it. Little man syndrome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. They actually jump the highest, too. We've got. Really? Yeah, in our barn, they've gotten underneath the door. Uh-huh. And they jump all the way up past i think it's like a 10 foot garage door you know like the the things where the garage yeah. door slides on that's where they roost at night hey. i don't know how the heck they get up there nobody else would that's there's so nothing else to like hop skip and jump to <laughs> <laughs> but here we are that's awesome <laughs> um okay so besides breeds i would say your good old friend apple cider vinegar yes know what apple cider vinegar can do for your chicks yeah. Um, and then the last thing is your environment. Just, you know, like your coop. Know that it's got to be dry. Know that it, it tests, you know, keep predators out, keep chickens in. Just make sure that your, your thing is good and secure. And that looks different for everybody. I mean, that could be something as simple. We're not talking about structure today, I know. But it's like, you're talking like a kid's playhouse all the way up to like this, fancy. you know, fancy coop coop dumb like yeah. kingdom coop i don't know what you would call it but it it does it's so different but just making sure it covers the basics of like predators out chickens in elements out mm-hmm. nice dry clean bedding like just all those things yeah so yeah super clean i mean not even super clean just just managed not, yeah don't i mean neglected can get you in so much trouble your chicks can get so sick like just keep it managed yeah it's it's not it doesn't i mean i've i'm on a lot of chicken facebook groups yeah and there's a lot of people from various experience levels yeah mm-hmm. and that can <laughs> i take that however you want and there's people i think i've asked how often do you change your coop and people some people say every single day 
Oh my gosh. And some people say once a year. Yeah, I'm a better. I'm a so, better. <laughs> yeah, I definitely is there's things that work well for everybody, I guess. And different strokes for different yeah, folks. And everybody's situation is different too. Um mm-hmm. so and there's different, yeah. That's a lot of different things. How about um we will kind of leave an open-ended thing. Um, we'll put a thing out for chicken questions across our different social medias. And if you have any chicken questions this month, we'll compile them. And on our last week, we usually do some kind of a current events episode or something fun like that. Yeah. We'll make sure to cover all the chicken questions if you have any. If you don't, because we're so good at covering all the bases. And you're experienced chicken Yes. <laughs> then we won't talk about it. But we also want to be available. To help if you need it. I am curious, though, what do you think you get most frequently asked about chicks? Can I put these in with my older chickens? Oh. That's, like, my biggest question. Or day-old chickens? Yeah, or, like, can I introduce, like, when can I introduce these guys? Like, all that kind of stuff. My biggest answer is try to get them as close to each other as possible, but keep them separated until they're at least half or bigger, half size or bigger. Yeah. That's my advice that I usually always give them. They're going to be on a little bit higher protein feed than your laying hens. It doesn't matter if they do mix feeds a little bit. Right. Perfectly fine. Um, but just, I, I've also entered, introduced chicks into my flock too, and my big hens have let them be. So it's just to be on the safe side, I would definitely 100% tell someone to try to just create a smaller coop within the coop so that way they're all sharing the same smell yeah kind of like you would introduce a cat or something. yeah exactly yeah. but yeah but but i get that question a lot a lot a lot yeah and then i do get a lot of disgruntled people that are like i got a rooster and i was like i'm really sorry it's not 100 percent. i yeah. have to deal with that a lot so but yeah. that's okay it's comes with the job I've answered that question or that complaint many times. We all know how to answer it now. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of happens. So. Absolutely. Well, a lot of times, like, when new people are starting their group, they're like, okay, I just need to make sure I have everything. And it's, like, one year we literally sold people a Tupperware tote. And it was, <laughs> yeah. like, I, so <laughs> in the tote, it was, like, a $50 kit. And it was a Tupperware tote with a heat lamp and a brooder bolt like the yeah like the lamp and the clamp bulb thing yeah i don't know what the right words for that some bedding um uh you the feeders brooder kit yeah feeders oh, waters and a five idea. pound bag of feed that's literally all you need you to get your yeah. chick started is a large tupperware container bedding feeder water food and heat pretty much so I will so about that though, um I use the Rubbermaid notes yeah. too. I mean they're fantastic. They're mm-hmm. great. Um what is not good is having them be too hot. Yes. It is and, a thing. Like, because I've seen people where they've cut the lid out of the top and like put a screen and then they put the heat lamp and it literally like you have roasted chicken nuggets now. Yeah. Don't put so, the lid on your camera. So here's here's my tip of how you can tell if you have the right temperature. Good call. Yeah. So if you set your lamp in the middle mm-hmm. and all your chickens are huddled in the middle right underneath it, it is too cold. 
Yep. So they either need an additional lamp or it needs to be a little bit lower something. Yep. If your heat lamp is in the middle and all of the chicks are scooted out on the far edge away from that light as possible, it is too hot. Yep. You need to raise the light or switch to not a 250, switch to a 125. Right. Your chicks, if your heat lamp is in the middle of your brooder, box, tote, whatever, they should be all actively moving dispersely around it mm-hmm. evenly. Yeah. Not huddled to a corner, not, you know, just on one side or the other side. They should all be just moving. They That's how you know that they are comfortable um, with the temperatures. We, we, so we mainly use uh, the troughs because that's how we yes. sell them here in the store. And then we just use them for ourselves. And we suggest putting the light on one end of the trough instead of in the center. Sure. And we recommend putting the water on the cold side of the trough. Yeah. So that when the chicks get too hot, they go to the water to drink. And it's a cooler, like it's a cooler That's setting. That's a fantastic idea. So, um, but that way it gives them a choice environment. Absolutely. Um, and that way they can get out of the heat if they need it. Whereas if it were in the center... It's going to be harder to get out of the heat. Yes. Fantastic. I was more so using the center as oh, just yeah. a no. representation of visually being able to see, but you're spot on 100%. We usually so do one side. Yeah, we yep. do. And we do that exact same thing because, like, you know, they do. They come out and they kind of eat and drink, and then they're, like, that cute little chick sleepy where they oh. all, like, stretch their neck out and they look all dead, and, like, sometimes they kick their feet out and, like, get really flat, and you're like, they're all dead. But that's how they sleep when they're really little. And yeah. it's kind of cute once you know what you're And then you tap the side and they all just, you know, wake up and stuff. But yeah, um, but they do. They kind of like, they will sleep and puddle together. Mm-hmm. That's different. Right. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Also, if you see, here's another good sign. If you see your chick's mouth open and they're panting, they're too hot. Yeah, that's true. We see that sometimes when it's really hot summers and mm-hmm. we have them with the brooders uh, or if they're just coming out of the incubator still, they're waiting for all of them. There's all the chicks have hatched, and they're like, get me out of here. The hens will do that, and usually when we see hens doing that, we usually get out a box fan. Yeah. <laughs> so know that your hens are going to do that too. If you're, if my hens do it, I'm mean. I just take a hose and I hose everybody down. Because <laughs> it's hot. Usually it's so hot, it's yeah. winter. Oh, I don't sure. run the wor- the risk of, like, you know, cooling them down. But yeah. I'm not drenching them. I'm not, like, submerging them in oh. a pool. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> – everything gets misted. I missed down my coop, too, to, like, maybe that'll – Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. If it, it helps. It's what you do to other animals. Yeah, but baby chicks are the best thing ever. They are. They are a breath of fresh air, but, and they oh are not, but they are. Are you ready for some gossip? Yes. Okay, so this year, again, I told you, I'm on all the groups. This year, Tractor Supply, uh, which is a big box store, mm-hmm. changed their brooders. Have you heard about it? No. So normally, Tractor Supply, just like you, mm-hmm. has done the water troughs, the big metal yeah. galvanized water troughs. You hold, like, a 1,000 in there. I don't know. Yeah. You know they're way overcrowded there all the time. Yeah. Anyways, so this year they have switched to a stackable brooder. It takes up half the space, like probably like half of this table. I mean, it's not big at all. Yeah. Wow. Ooh-wee, not a good thing. There are chicks dying left and right because they have said that... um, Is it too hot? Both. It's too hot. It's too cold. 
like because they're using heat plates instead of lamps. Oh shoot! So either the heaters are not turned on, and they're just like freezing them. Yeah. Oh no. And they said that one uh, customer accidentally unplugged it as they were walking by. And, like, they said some of them, because they have, like, okay, so imagine a box, right, mm-hmm. and, like, a tower. So, it's just a stacked box, and then on the outsides is where the feeders are. So, they have to reach their heads through, like, these holes mm-hmm. to feed, and they said that some have gotten out and have jumped out and Yeah, splat. that's a long way down. You know, even a, even a foot is a yeah, long way down. absolutely. So. Oh, shoot. There's been a huge rage that this is not the way to do it and as unfortunate as it sounds I feel like I don't know if like boycotting that is to be like we're not buying chicks from there so like maybe you'll change your setup yeah or if you do have the temptation of going and you see this I guess what people have been doing is taking pictures and then sending it to corporate so that they can change it I'm hoping that they can change it back to the troughs because yeah like I said we said earlier it's either a lack of knowledge yeah because just the employees work there, or it's a terrible setup. Right. Mm. So that is your gossip. There it is. For wow, that sucks though. I know. I know. Jeez. I know. We're we're in a struggle here, um, where we are our last year of being able to have chicks in the store. I know. Because we're gonna have a restaurant in the store yeah, now. Sketchy. <laughs> so I can't have a thousand or fifteen hundred live chicks in the restaurant. So we were we were actually thinking like one year we did have. Uh, pallet racking where we made some elevated ones but they were they ended up being fine it was just yeah this is this I think this is a little bit more high-tech and not working no (laughs) yeah it's not good but we'll have we'll have a we have to think through that setup for next year but we're going old school this year water troughs and all we got them bought and everything we're ready for we I did the math today I got all my orders done and all the invoiced people well I have a couple left invoiced but, uh, yeah, we're at, like, 1,300 chicks. That's crazy. 600 of them. Six, nope, 700 of them are meat birds. That's nuts. That is that is probably more crazy to me than... Yeah, I so many people want them. Yeah. I, I've already sold 510 meat birds. It's, it's literally not hard to think that, especially with the way, like I said, everything went last year, that people aren't becoming a little bit more aware of... Yep. Filling freezers, doing the things. Crazy. I know. It is. So. Okay. So next week, now you've got all these chicks. Oh, crap. What do I do now? (laughs) Oh, no. My chicken has mites. Oh, no. What do I do? And not to scare you that this doesn't, these things don't happen all the time. But if they do, you'll be prepared. Yeah, we got you. Have a good week. If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. I want to visit the Weinegger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weinegger Farms. Or jump over to our website at WeinegerFarms.com. See you later!